How's everybody doing today? Welcome to episode 10 of the Amplify Yourself podcast. Jules, it's good to see you again, buddy. Good to see you too, man. Looking tan. Yeah, you too. Been gone for a little. Jules and I for the past two years, three years, I think, coincidentally have both scheduled family vacations at the same exact time. Yeah, never together, but we always talk and we're like, oh yeah, I'm going away this week. And you're like, wait, I leave that Saturday too. (laughs) Yeah, I I was down on the shore for a little over a week had a good time with the family it was good weather it was a nice time to reset i know yeah. you look like you had a great time i know maybe not in your ride home though i heard that was that was a little wild huh yeah uh going away with kids super high highs super low lows i've told this story a few times uh but we, i i can't say enough we went to disney for a couple of days and then finished vacation down in clearwater on the beach and we were on the beach. We had a manatee swim right past us. I mean, I could have reached out and touched it, but I got so terrified when I saw a, a living creature. It massive. It scared the bejesus out of me. And then I realized it was a manatee and everybody kind of followed it up the beach to watch it. But where we were in our short-term rental, I mean, the inlets, we saw dozens of dolphins every morning, every lunch, every evening. They always look like they're having so much fun, by the way. Dolphins are like the coolest freaking animal. Yeah, they're just chilling, you know. But the the bad story, because any parent that goes away with their kids is going to have great stories and then bad ones, the ride home was rough. So we flew from Tampa to Charlotte, and that's supposed to be an hour and 17-minute flight. So we get on the plane, it's myself alone and across the aisle, we couldn't get seats together, which isn't that big of a deal, but I'm I'm sitting in the aisle seat across the aisle is my wife, Mandy, and the middle seat is Samara. And then a nice woman next to Samara who's like kind of talking to her and and nice lady, right? right? So hour and 17 minute flight, keep that in mind. We take off an hour later, we're close to Charlotte and we start circling around Charlotte, right? And the pilot says, listen, we can't land. There's bad storms. And I'm like, cool. I don't want to chance that. So let's hang out up here. I got my Joe Rogan podcast going. Shout out to Rogan. Um, I'm loving it. I'm okay with it. No big deal. And we're circling, circling, circling. And then it's an hour and a half. Then it's two hours. Then it's two and a half hours. Now we're creeping up on three hours. I'm like, oh my God. You're going to be wondering the whole time, like, the gas light's going to pop on. <laughs> and it must have because the pilot then says, hey, we can't land anytime soon. These storms that are rolling through are going to hit for like another hour or so, right? So we're getting diverted to Raleigh, not that far, right? In North Carolina. And uh, we're going to get some f- some fuel. And I'm like, all right, great. Yeah, the, the fuel light comes on. I would like to go there too. Let's fuel that up. Sounds like a great idea. So we land, we fuel up. He says, hey, we can't take off yet. We're going to wait. No big deal, right? Now it's three and a half hours into our hour and 17 minute flight. Four hours hits, four and a half hours hits. Now we know we're not making our connecting flight, right? Because it's it's supposed to leave in 30 minutes and it's going to be 30 minutes back and you got to get off the plane, board the other one. So the pilot hops on and says, hey, we recommend you go online and, and start already switching your flights. Charlotte's a mess. Just go on, try to figure out other flights because I don't think any of you are making your connecting flights, right? It's like, oh, great. Again, we're about three and a half, four, four, four hours into this flight almost. Still can't get off the plane. So uh, Mandy goes on the app, my wife, and, and she finds a flight for 1020 that night. I go, yeah, book it. We'll get in, we'll get dinner, whatever. We'll hang out for a few hours. That gives us a little lead time, right? No big deal. She clicks it, accidentally clicks the 730 AM flight the next day. Oh my God. Mandy's hands are shaking. She's upset with herself. She's worried that we're going to have to sleep in Charlotte, the actual airport, right? So I'm like, well, 
babe, just, just go back on and click the 1020. It won't let you. Once you had switched your flight, you couldn't. So I call customer service. I'm on the phone. I'm waiting a while. I finally get a hold of a guy. I get us on the 1020 flight and my in-laws who are on the plane with us, right? Scattered throughout. So I go back to my Joe Rogan podcast. We get a message from the pilot. Hey, if we don't leave in 45 minutes, we're going to let everybody off the plane because now we're at, it's four and a half hours into our hour and 17 minute flight. We're just sitting on the plane. Whenever you're on stuck on a runway somewhere, it seems like it's always 110 degrees. Yeah. The planes, everyone's getting more upset, hangry, blood's boiling. And I forgot to mention there's not one, not two, but three small babies on this plane. Okay. And they are all sleeping well. They were all taking turns screaming. Okay. Now that's never bothered me. Like, you know, the the babies crying when we were, when the babies were little, it never bothered me. I, it bothers me more now when the kids whine at four and seven years old than it did when they screamed as, as infants. It didn't bother me. I tell my wife that I think it's a form of torture to be stuck in a vehicle with two kids that just are screaming yeah. not babies no like no toddlers. yeah like ones that can talk back like if, <laughs> right. if, if you have like a misdemeanor crime but it's not worthy of jail time then you should be stuck in a vehicle and driven for right. an hour with two screaming kids yeah for those of you who don't have kids and we're going on a tangent here but if you don't have kids you have to watch a video before you leave about not shaking the baby now there's no joke behind that because it's it's absolutely terrible but like that never popped in my head with an infant screaming my four and seven-year-old, I, I need to watch that video for them. I would love to shake them sometimes. And anybody who has kids that age understands what I mean. But we're on this plane. It's four and a half hours in now. I put the Joe Rogan podcast back on because I got 45 minutes until we're either going to take off, go to Charlotte, or they're going to let us off this flight. There's commotion next to me. I don't know what's going on. I start to look over. Our daughter has puked everywhere, oh, all over God. herself, all over, like on Mandy's lap. There's a pile of puke on her lap, all over the floor, the seat in front of her. The woman next to her who was like helping her color with crayons and stuff, this nice middle-aged woman is like up against the window, like get me out of here. <laughs> all three babies are screaming. Samara's puking. It is DEFCON 5. Everyone on this plane Check, is ready. Please. <laughs> Everyone on this plane is losing their mind. So we clean, we get I, I you know they give you the drinks and everything they give you one small thin napkin. I like what am I going to do? I got nothing. There's puke all over. I hand a thin small napkin to Mandy and she gives me a look and I'm like I'm just trying to help. I don't know <laughs> I, what to do. I don't know. Oh my like God. here's my hands and like uh, I would have put my hand up and been like vodka rocks please. Yeah, and people tried that but they they told us that it was too short of a flight and you couldn't uh they didn't have alcohol. Yeah. Which well, I'm sure the flight attendants had a bottle of something stashed somewhere they're probably yeah. sipping from it oh my point. god so we we hit that 45 minute mark we haven't taken off another 10 15 20 minutes goes by and people are like asking there people are clicking the the stewardess bell you know like hey i thought we we're gonna take off 30 minutes ago or get off we finally take off we get to charlotte we land now we're five and a half hours into this flight that's supposed to be an hour and 17 minutes and we're sitting there sitting there sitting there and the pilot comes on and says Unfortunately, there's no place for us to go. There's no terminal. There's nothing open. So we're gonna sit on <laughs> we're gonna sit on this runway again. And it was almost another hour. We were in between six to six and a half hours before we got off the plane of our hour and 17 minute oh flight with three screaming babies, Samara puking all over the place, adults losing their mind, right? It, it just I can't explain to you how bad that flight was. 
<laughs> we were supposed to land in Albany after our connecting flight. We we're going to land at 6.15 p.m. We got into Albany at about 12.40 a.m. So, but we made it. Well, we talked about mindset a lot on this uh, on this podcast. It sounds yeah. like you definitely had to have a mindset. I'll tell you what, though, it would have been pretty easy to have a mo- a positive mindset if I was on that plane and your daughter threw up. I would have instantly said, "Well, it could be worse. I could be that woman I sitting. Could, next I could to be her. that woman sitting right there. Yeah, that was our baby girl puking all over everybody so, and herself. So, well, it's good to be back. It's good to have you back. I'm glad the vacation itself went well, and it you was got amazing. a good story out you of it. You too. You too. So, what are we talking about today? Uh, options, options for our buyers, because people traditionally think you got to put 20% down to buy a home. And we're not talking investment property, which you can house hack and and use these products, but there are ARM loans, A-R-M, an acronym for adjustable rate mortgages. And when you're looking at a 30 year fixed versus an ARM loan, they have a five arm, right? So it's fixed for five years. And then it's adjustable after seven arm fixed for seven years. And then adjustable after 10 arm fixed for 10 years and then adjustable after the difference between those loans can make or break you. They they can make you a lot of money or lose you a lot of money because we're talking interest and you never get that back. So when you start to think about buying a home, whether you're going to rent it out in the future, you're going to sell it, you need to think about your long-term goals because if you're not going to be in that home for 30 years, you're going to sell it in five to seven years. You need to consider the ARM loan Joe, give us a breakdown on the difference between the 30-year fixed and the the seven arm there and what a prospective buyer can save. Yeah. So traditionally, your your arms are always going to be lower interest than yep. your 30-year fixes. It's just how it is, right? And like you said, first-time home buyers, which traditionally is your three to five years before you sell, yep. right? So you have, if you're going to be selling in five years, then you're going to want to be using a five-year arm. If you're going to be selling in three a five-year arm, really. Um, the closer to five you get, I mean, my recommendation would be to go to like the seven to give yourself a little bit of a buffer. Yeah, the rates case, are the same right? right now between the five and yeah, seven. Not, yeah. No reason so right now, uh, where we're at, you're looking at a five and a seven-year are at 3.375%. <sighs> Low. Right. And a 30-year fix, is, which is still good, but that's at 5.125. Yeah, which so is traditionally where they have been, right? Looking at a difference of almost 2%. Yeah. Right. What does that mean when you actually get into the down and dirty numbers of the house? Yep. 2% doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're actually talking about over the course of 30 years or over, you know, or seven years, yeah, it's or seven years, when seven you're looking arm, at the yeah. differences, right? It, it's pretty significant. So if you're looking at a house, it's 300,000, we'll call it $300,000. Yep. And let's just generalize the taxes all in at 600 or at $6,000. Yep. For a 30 year at the current rate, you're looking at just over $2,000 a month, mm-hmm. $2,028 a month to be exact. That same exact house with the same taxes and everything all escrowed in onto one payment at the current seven-year arm rate of 3.375%, you're talking about a mortgage payment of $1,752 a month. That's a difference of $456 a month. Boom. Think about all the things that are outside of your housing cost that you could use $456 a month for you. Now you're talking about you have, depending on where you are, you have garbage pickup, you have your utility bills, you have all of your creature comforts, like your internet, your TV, yep. all that type of stuff, your car payments, your insurances. 
$456, that's a decent chunk to be putting towards that. And if you look at it on a grander scale, right, that's almost $5,500 a year. Mm -hmm. And if we're talking a seven-year arm, in seven years, it's just shy of forty thousand dollars. Yeah, for just shy of forty grand. And the the bigger play here is, and I can't stress this enough. That's interest. That forty grand. If yeah, you go 40, with the thirty year fit, you lost interest. forty grand. It's gone. You're never recouping that. But on top of that, you got almost forty grand. Okay. Your home that was a $300,000 home, let's call it a $330,000 home due to appreciation, Mm -hmm. right, over the seven years. And then also, if you would put 10% down and you owed $270, let's let's just keep it at $270. You would owe less than that. But let's just say you still owe $270 on the house. You're talking about the $40,000 coupled with your $60,000 in equity after selling. You're talking about a hundred thousand dollars. Thousand dollars, gang. You want to make a hundred grand in the next seven years? Yes. Yeah, you just made a hundred grand. Guess what? If you're talking about now, you sold that. That money is going to be you put that towards your next house. And if you're talking about putting ten percent down again, I mean, you're you're talking about you can make a significant purchase. I mean, obviously, depending on what you want to pay a month, but. The average person is going to have that hundred thousand dollars. You're going to be able to put a down payment on your next house. Yeah, have money to renovate, upgrade it a little bit, and still put a little bit of a nest egg away. Yeah. for a rainy day. And let's break it down by year. I mean, you're talking about over that seven years, you're talking about hauling in an extra fifteen k a year. So okay, you're, you just got to raise. You just got a fifteen thousand dollar raise a year, mind you. In seven years, typically you're going to be earning more than you were. So now you're earning more. You owe less on your home. It's appreciated. You got this extra forty k. Again, it would have been gone, but now you have that. You're talking about over a hundred grand. Do you want to make an extra fifteen thousand dollars a year? Buy a home with an arm loan. That's yeah. it. And just to break it down, that's it. What, what Jules has said a couple of times is that's all interest. And what he's meaning by that is. That $40,000 that you saved is the, because of the difference of 2% in interest. interest. Yes. So you that money is strictly money that would have just gone to the bank. You might as well have just you know, thrown it in the ocean, set gone. it on fire, whatever you wanted to do with it. Yeah. But that's money that's not going towards your principal. Yeah. And, and also people that think about, well, uh, God forbid, I have to stay in the house longer than seven years. There are checks and balances. You can't increase more than, what do we say, 1% or 2% a year? Is it 1% yeah, or Yeah, so I, I I took advantage of an arm loan on on the refi of, of my my house uh, not long ago, and it's 2% a year yep. with a cap. So, yeah, so you 2% can't go over. a year, but you can't go higher. I think mine was set at like around like 8%. I okay, say, yeah, and like you don't that. even have to do that, though. If you sell in less than seven years, it does not become adjustable. Right. right. You you just you sell, you pay off the note, the loan to the bank, you go buy that next home. It's done. Or you say, Hey, I'm gonna stay here, refinance. Refinance it. Do a fifteen yeah. year loan. That's still gonna be a really low rate. You're paying off a lot of principal, and then your loan is paid off in twenty two years. So if that seven year plan does turn into a long term plan instead of a thirty year fixed, throwing tens of the hundreds of thousands of dollars toward the bank after thirty years, right. you do it in twenty two years, you're gonna be saving six figures plus. Yeah, a lot of money. And it's definitely something that people out there listening should look at and try to educate yourself a little bit. I know there's a lot of stigma behind the arms. You have a lot of people there because there's a lot of people out there that have been bitten by arm loans because they just, 
either maybe weren't educated about it. Maybe they're just in a, a, a place where they weren't able to really act on something for whatever the, the reason may be. But it's such a great tool. And I'm sitting here saying this as someone who has utilized it. Mm -hmm. I am currently under an adjustable rate mortgage. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to be selling my home in the next three or four years. I did a seven-year arm. Mm -hmm. And I did it at a time where the 30-year fixed rates were lower than the current arm rate. So imagine what the arm rate. I got, I want to say sub two and a half, something like that. I can't remember exactly. Because the 30-year fix that Mandy and I refinanced to was 2.75. Yeah, well, so at that point, it was like two and a quarter, maybe Uh, 2.375. 2.325 or yeah, 2.375. Yeah, I I think it was right there. Yeah. We we dropped our mortgage payment. We we bought our house at a good 30-year fixed rate. When we bought, we were in the mid fours. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I dropped it. I'm saving, I believe we're saving almost $500 a month. Yeah. Unbelievable. Six grand a year. And then you talk about the next three to four years, 18, $24,000. Right. And yeah. I just think plus it, the equity. Yeah. On, you're going to appreciate it. Right. Like we were talking about. So, I mean, if you're out there, we're, we're going to wrap this up pretty soon because yeah. we got our message across. If you want to make a hundred thousand dollars in the next seven years, an extra $15,000 a year, you go get yourself an arm loan, a seven arm, you go buy that $300,000 house. Okay. It could be less. It could be more that the numbers will the change. Numbers are relative, subjective. But, but you go get yourself a starter home. You're going to, you just gave yourself a $15,000 raise a year. You literally in seven years are going to walk away from that place with a hundred thousand dollars, which is probably going to be well above what you need to get into your next home. Not to mention all the savings. Right. We didn't it's bring always, that up. It's right? always you're good saving for somebody, over that time too, yeah. you hope. <laughs> and it's good for somebody. Well, I mean, you're going to have to be saving to have that money as a down payment. You would be having to put that aside, obviously. Yeah. But it's a it's a great way for people who are the first-time home buyers who are yeah. like, okay, well, I want to get into something. I want to build equity. I want to be able to have an investment because that's truly what it is. Your yeah. home is... It, it should be approached as an investment. Obviously, it, once you're there, there's emotional attachment. You and, and I'm glad you brought that up because we've brought up these words before. Your primary residence can either be an asset or a liability. Think of the difference between the 30-year fixed right now and the seven arm if you're going to sell in seven years. You're talking about a $40,000 difference in interest payments. That's a drastic difference, you and I both know, for an investment property. Especially if... You, there's a chance if, you, if you're not looking at your house and saying, I'm buying that house and I am never moving. If you're like, oh, that's a great house. You know, we can grow into it. And maybe you buy it with a significant other and you want to start a family or whatever. The functionality of that, I promise you, once you start adding other human beings to the mix, <laughs> changes. Yeah. You know, so don't pigeonhole yourself and don't say, well, I'm, I'm going to buy the 30 year because you maybe don't know enough about the arm and then you sell in seven years anyway. And mm-hmm. now you just spent 40 K for no reason. Yeah. Even if you plan on staying in the house for 30 years, I mean, think of this, why not do a seven arm and save $40,000 right o- over that seven years. And then if you're, if you are going to say refinance, like I said, just refi right. do a 20 year or a 15 year loan or 20, whatever you want to do. And uh, your payments will be drastically low. You want to keep money in your pocket, not give it to the big wigs, right? right? Keep it in locally. So the message we do want to get across again is don't count arms out. You know, don't just because people might hear something negative about it. Do your own research, run your own numbers, see what works best for you. And just try to figure out how long you're going to be in whatever place that you're settling down at that time. And, you know, is it something that you see you're there self yourself there for a couple of years, five years, seven years, just arm yourself, 
the best thing that you can do is arm yourself with knowledge and you need yeah. to research this. Arms are a great way to save money and set yourself up for success in the future. That's right. So. Stay stay away from things you don't want, like flights from Tampa to Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, it was man. all weather. It had nothing to do with the airline. So. so speaking of future, next week, next week's episode is episode 11. It's going to get a little cold, a Joe, little cold. a little burr. Oh. It's yeah. actually not cold. It's uh, it's going to be like mid-80s next week. But B-R-R-R-R, the Burr method. It's buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. We're going to get into that. It's a great investment tool. I did it last year. I was knee-deep in them. I followed the Burr page. Um, and uh, Brandon Turner, the Burr god, uh, we'll talk about him from Bigger Pockets. It's going to be a great episode. Absolutely. Also... Episode 10 was going to be our giveaway episode. However, gonna, gonna. <laughs> sometimes plans change. This one has, and yep. it's going to be pushed to episode 15. Yep. Reason being is, you know, with us kind of being away on the vacations a little bit, it did get a little bit lax with uh, us trying to get the word out there. We were a little bit hopeful that the uh, word of mouth was going to carry a little better than it did. So we're definitely going to be getting the word out there, getting people in, getting people to enter the giveaway and how to do that. So go to the Amplify Yourself podcast Facebook page, give us a thumbs up, follow us, tag two people in a comment, and you're going to be entered into our giveaway to get some pretty awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah. And we, uh, the, the reason that this failed for episode 10 was the fact that no one entered. You think about Nobody. that, Joe, just one person could enter, you know, that person yeah. that, uh, talk about positive or negative mindset. You know, there was someone out there that didn't enter and they were like, well, I never win anything. I know. Right. They're like, no, the raffle, I never win, blah, blah, blah. If that person had just put their name in, right, like it, share it, and then two people, they would have won. Yeah. <laughs> we just needed one. If I put the stuff up that we're going to be giving away, we probably would have had people in it because it's pretty awesome, but we're not going to do that. Nope. So. No, we'll we'll rev it up. We'll do a better job of getting yeah. the uh, the the idea and the bug in everybody's awesome. ear. So again, thank you so much for joining us for episode ten. We're super awesome, or we're super excited that we have. I think uh, you're pretty awesome, though. I, I, I agree with that. You're awesome. <laughs> that, was, that sounded so so conceited. <laughs> we're, didn't it? We we're are awesome. awesome. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us this Thursday. We hope you have an awesome rest of the week and a great weekend. And don't forget, amplify yourself, people.